3: And welcome to episode 5 of the Wisden Podcast, Uh joined by usual rabble, by that I mean myself, producer Hunter-Raja and Editor-in-Chief of Wisdom Cricket Monthly, Me, yeah. <laughs> Hello Bish, you thank well.
1: you as ever. Yeah, I'm alright, thanks very much,
3: yeah. We're, uh, we're currently in the Surrey boardroom on the day of their uh, T20 game against Somerset, joined by Adam Collins, Wisden Cricket Monthly's Australia correspondent, host of The Final Word as
0: well. G'day Bish. I'll be sitting on the other side of the desk with these podcasts. I'm hosting a couple of them. Well, you are a so professional podder, aren't you? It, it feels, it feels that way like. these days. So it's nice to be uh, answering a few questions. I think, I think
3: you've, you've got a problem, them. actually. Yeah, yeah problem. This is an intervention. Yeah. Uh, we're also joined by Gareth Batty, Surrey in England's main man. Gareth, thank you for joining us, especially on the... Uh, well, the few hours before a game as well.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I'm quite surprised to be in the boardroom. I was expecting my P45 and it's called <laughs> up here. So uh, it's very nice not to be receiving it today. <laughs> well, let's see how the next half hour goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've had
3: quite a controversial 24 hours going forward into an India-England series. Test squad was announced. Adil Rashid, white ball only is Adil Rashid, called into the test squad. Phil, you put out a tweet earlier saying that Kind of understood it, you understood the logic behind it that it was a bit crazy but you were happy with it go on, let's flesh that out Well I was in the
1: press conference yesterday with Ed Smith as, as were you two as well, I thought he explained it uh, with kind of impe- superb logic as ever, he did, it, he did the same thing with Butler as well, he has, he has the knack uh, of being able to convey his ideas um, effectively and clearly and coherently um, and on the balance uh, of probabilities i think it's i think it's the smart it's smart move i think it was something that to be honest i called for uh, a few weeks ago when i was just chatting around in the office you know i was watching him bowl in that in that three match odi series and and he, he looked like a different kind of cricketer to me he had a presence about him that you have not seen always in an england shirt and considering that through no fault of their own, you know Jack Leach, Don Best, Mason Crane, they've all been indisposed at various points during the summer. Um, I thought it was time for them to, to go a bit Maverick and Smith has already shown that he's, he's prepared to go down that road. So I was, I was for it before and having heard him explain it yesterday, I'm for it all the more so. I wrote something that's up on wisdom.com now, fully behind the idea. I can understand that it's a delicate point of view from Yorkshire's point of view, I can understand that it's a delicate thing with regards to county cricket but I think overall um, good sense, common sense and pragmatism has, has, has won the day here and I'm look, massively looking forward to seeing him play his first test. This is the thing, he never played a never played a test match in England before. Moe and Ali averages 33 in home test matches as opposed to 40 away from home. So the notion that a spinner is more useful away from home than at home well, it's not borne out with, with Mo. And Adil's never played one over here. He's played ten Test matches abroad. He's taken five lots of four or more um, in an innings, but he's also gone a distance as well. You know, he's he's, he's conceded over 100 seven times. So he's been sporadically effective and sporadically butchered. You know, in his ten Tests, but they've all been away from home. I'd love to see him out there at the Oval. I'd love to see him at Old Trafford. Uh, and as I wrote, it'd be a bit of a kind of sporting travesty if the most talented leggy of, of the century in England. He's never given a home test match. Well, now, I think that's all, that's having all said all, all that? Let's actually ask someone who, <laughs> yeah. who does bowl spin well, professionally. You go, yeah.
2: What's your, your feeling, Gareth? I, I think a lot of what you said, I totally agree with. Um, I couldn't believe I was completely baffled, and it's no disrespect to Mason Crane how Adil was not in Australia last winter. I found that well, I found it amazing. Yeah, um, he has been top. A spinner with more bowling together, both of them one out, one in for the last three or four years. It's the biggest series for a decent while, with India being number one. You go back to your best proven players. I, I think it's common sense, and I'm glad that Ed Smith went that way. I hope that we're consistent now in keeping our best players playing, even if they go through a bad time of it. because. There's nothing to suggest that what we may go for is going to do a better job. So you stick with the people that understand the environment who are probably better equipped because they're around it day in, day out. The flip side of it is I totally understand um, where Yorkshire may be coming from, where a traditionalist cricket supporter stroke, a pundit stroke, whatever you want to call it, is, is starting to go mad because it's not the norm what is the norm in cricket anymore in 2018 absolutely there's no such a thing as the norm anymore yeah it's not 1970 1980 where everything was very traditional and very putting put, in, put in, uh, in compartments throughout the, the season in England or uh, overseas tours. nothing is normal anymore um, and I think um, I think we're crazy to, to, to say something like well it's it's Maverick, it's this, it's not. It's yeah. actually common sense and quite quite logical to me. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a dangerous precedent um, with sort of uh, county cricket and people performing well. But in the squad, Jamie Potter's there. He was last year's leading wicket taker. Hasn't been quite as magnificent this year, but still he is the next cab off the rank. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a county player at the minute. I think that's great. Um, have a problem.
1: Just, I'll throw it to Collo in a minute but from a county perspective there's no greater advocate for the county game than yourself do you feel any sense of um, that the game has been betrayed or that the game has been disrespected or devalued not. because some of your colleagues up and down the shires have said that on Twitter and, and a number of them have said we don't understand what the reaction is against it from a county perspective how do you feel uh,
2: look I, I get that Yorkshire will be disappointed that he didn't play the Roses game and they've had to go out and get a young fella poised and out on loan from Warwickshire. Yes, I understand that. But if Adele's best preparation, and I'm pretty sure there would have been conversations had, if his best preparation is bowling with a Dukes ball, in a net, on his own, getting ready, cool. Yeah. You don't always have to play a game to be ready to play. There is a very very big difference between bowling white ball cricket and red ball cricket so Adil switching his mind on in his own um, net in his own sort of environment where yeah. he's made it I think could be the best way some guys want to see everybody out there playing wherever humanly possible and then they'll contradict themselves and say we play too much cricket so <laughs> you can have it your own way
3: Adam the interesting thing I know is that there are a lot of Australian pundits saying you know, what is the issue here if he's, your, if he's your best one of your best spinners pick him what's all that Ferrari about what's your take on that
0: yeah big philosophical difference there isn't there look first of all this wouldn't happen in Australian cricket anyway I don't think because we don't have the same relationship to our domestic game that, that you hear county cricket here is such a it, it's in your blood and in your bones in a much different way to where Sheffield so it's Shield
1: out
3: there it doesn't feel it never has been I mean right. it, it, well, Tim it, Payne getting a go in the last Ashes, series yeah, yeah
0: and, and well that's it that's, that's the most recent modern example if you like but even just as far as how few games an uh, international cricketer would play for their state you know play a couple of games a year once you're in the international uh, production line that's what you do you, you, you sort of play for your country and I think what this is really teasing out is a broader philosophical discussion about where does white ball cricket sit in terms of assessing whether you can play elite red ball cricket. So, talked about Tim Payne. He said to me when I spoke to him for the magazine a couple mm. of months ago that the reason, one of the major reasons he felt equipped to play for Australia at red ball test test cricket again was because of what he did at one day international. Sorry, it's T Twenty international level. Um, Matt Renshaw in the magazine this month who I spoke to said something very similar. He said that the stint he did for the Brisbane Heat in the Big Bash hmm. was helped helped him feel as though he was ready to play elite cricket again. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not traditional, and a lot of people would refuse Owen I mean, I mean
1: Morgan's another one who said this. He said that, and okay, there's an argument that he has a certain agenda because he's not played full day cricket RV at all in a long hmm. time. But he said the intensity of uh, condensed international limited overs cricket and or IPL cricket is a better breeding ground to make a good international cricketer than the county game that can drift along and lack that kind of intensity. Now I'm not saying I I agree with that but that's been his position for quite a while.
2: I think you have to look at what Owen's going at there. Is he going from a mental side and knowing that you are good enough to be on an international stage or is he going from a technical side or... It's, it's a, there's a bit more to it there's, there's yeah. some real sort of structure beneath that a, a lot of just the throwaway comment I like and I agree with and I think that's why we're all saying that Adil is the right man but it's totally different when the field's up going sure. with all the field back Those are the idiosyncrasies that maybe just need a bit more meat on
0: the bone from a selection point of view or from a talking point. Yeah, but he couldn't have done much. To add to what Phil said at the start there, I think Ed, hearing him talk yesterday, it's as though he came equipped with a mental checklist of frequently asked questions he needed to deal with before we even got to question time. He knew what was coming. He knew the sort of scrutiny, the... the, uh, the, I suppose, the parochial nature of the criticism from Yorkshire, what, what that would be. Um, he was willing to accept that there are, there are shades of grey here and nothing's perfect about the situation, which is why he won't allow for it from 2019 onwards. Mm. So it's like he, he's accepting it's an imperfect science. Yeah. It's a difficult situation. And I kind of rate that. I, I like the idea that he is fully up front. And, I mean, I can't imagine his predecessor coming out and speaking in clauses the way that he did yesterday, the way he thinks it yeah. and elaborates it, you know... Uh, selection isn't a science. If it was a science, we would do it on spreadsheets. It requires the human touch. That's why uh, the, the role exists in the first place. And I think Fair Play... For taking a bold decision and having the guts to go out and explain it. Now, if it fails, of course, he'll be held. To, he'll be held to account in the, in, in the usual way. Yeah. But uh, he's one for one right now with Josh Butler, mm, and that dude. let's remember was made in, in, with a similar framework in place, which is that um, Josh had played very little red ball cricket over the last three or four years, and it was made because he can play at the highest level at white ball level, and they made the assessment that he was a good enough talent to translate through. In this mm-hmm. case, it's mm. not just. Adler Rashid's ability to bowl with the white ball but also the fact that there aren't that many options spinning it away from the right-hander and that creates this situation you know it's it's a funny old game cricket you know and sometimes these things happen and I think I I, I mostly admire the fact that Ed and and, was willing to go out there and explain how difficult this was.
3: One of the things I, I quite liked about what Ed did yesterday is that he kind of exonerated himself and blamed didn't he? he said well he was dropped from the side before I was selector. Yeah. And he went to White Wolf before I was selector.
0: I've just picked him. They said I could pick him, so I've done that. Yeah. Why wouldn't that all go to White ball, by the way? You know, you're bang on. Mason Crane. Yeah. If Mason Crane goes to Australia. I mean, why wouldn't he go, yeah. stuff you. I mean, I, I, I fully understand why he did it. Yeah. It's, it it's something that... In, I know he didn't get picked up in the IPL. Fair play. I get that that didn't happen. But why wouldn't he give himself every opportunity to, to fill his boots with cash? given that he didn't look like he was part of the red ball plans going forward. I
2: think my understanding was he's not completely turned his back on red ball when he made that decision. I think it was a World Cup coming up. Yep. There was a huge amount of white ball cricket being played. I think he would have played, if you'd have gone through the fixtures, availability would have been two stroke, three games max yep. in the year. He's basically going, what am I going to get out of playing those two or three games? Mm. I may as well stick either rest up or get in the gym or, or use it productively for my white ball game because mm-hmm. I'm not really going to... Get anything out of two or three games, one in April, one in September, one somewhere in the middle. H- however, it worked out. Yeah. I think it's actually quite logical yeah, and, quite, and quite clever, really, in some ways. I, I think was, to after like the
3: Mason Crane thing was also Liam Dawson getting picked ah, the yeah. summer after he was dropped from India as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, Gaz, what's he like, Adil Rashid? His character.
2: You toured with he's, him in India. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's quite he's quite laid back. Um, he's quite free spirited about how he goes about his cricket. Um, he wants to spin the ball when he bowls both ways. Yeah. Um, he doesn't worry too much about economy rate. He's looking for wickets, which is obviously why he's a he's a good selection for us if we're looking for an attacking option with the spin. Um, I certainly don't think it's a showing that he definitely plays in front of more. So yeah. Just on the record, I think um, they might play them both. I think there's a possibility. I, I don't have any problems with that. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he's understanding that and believing that his skills are good enough now internationally. Uh, the Tour of India, I think there were still a few pe- because we played so badly as a team, I think there were still a few people questioning, well, is a deal that good? And so, Hang on a minute, he got 30 wickets, I think it was.
1: 23, but the net size was 10?
2: <sighs> Whatever, and you're kind of like, well... No, sorry, the, the point I'm making, I think he's our leading spinner ever on an Asian Tour. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Wickets-wise. Hang on a minute, if that had been... Graham Swan back in the day it was magnificent. Yeah. Everybody had been shouting from the rooftops that 10 players are rubbish, but he's amazing, he's world-class. Yeah. They didn't do that with deal. So I think it's taken an amount of time for him to actually go, oh, well, I am the man. Yeah. I can win games against the best of the best. Um, so I, I actually think he's in a pretty good place. He's, he's, he's relaxed about it. He won't care what people are saying. to he's an right. extent. Is he aloof? I read
0: in Vicious' piece yesterday that, that, that there's a perception that he's a bit you know, heading heading the clouds, is, is that a fair critique? And indeed, could that help him in light of the fact that, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what your Twitter feed's like, but it seems like every other person is calling for his head. He's not bowled a ball in test cricket for, for two and a half years, or whatever it's been. Um, yeah. it, it was, it's the look, company you keep, man. Perhaps, perhaps it is, <laughs> but has is he, is he got the sort of resilient personality he doesn't pay that much attention? I'm very fortunate I'm not on Twitter, so I don't no, <laughs> know no, any no of theory. that stuff. <laughs> but
2: I would suggest that sometimes to be into all that sort of stuff, to be too engrossed about the technical side, to be too engrossed about the stats side sometimes can have an effect on players. So I would suggest that Adil is not that type of person. Um, The whole head in the clouds with somebody else's words um, I would say it's just a bit more relaxed than maybe somebody who could be quite intense, mm-hmm. um, which we've seen. I, I think Compo, uh, Compton was, was accused of being too intense when he played for England. Yeah. You can't win sometimes. It's kind of like we well, want the guy that's a scholar and thinks about it and ticks every box, and then a deal because potentially his shoelace is undone when he walks on the outfield. Oh, well, he's away with the fairies. <laughs> yeah. like, well, you can't have everything. Yeah. You, know, you, you want somebody to be carefree spirit and just go out there and play the game as we all have done at club level and kids or do you want the guy that's crossing every i and dotting every t either way if you ain't successful somebody's going to have a pop Mm -hmm. important
3: question is he a better spinner than he was when he last played for England in a test
2: we shall see certainly he went very nicely in the white ball cricket against India uh, the one day stuff Um, as i say i I think it's a very big change between white ball and red ball the way that you ball Um, and i think the mindset is is sometimes very different as well I think the beauty of, of the grounds that we'll be playing India on um, are that they will offer a bit of spin if we keep this weather going, um, and we might be able to, because of India's incredible quality against spin, you're going to have to have an amount of in-out fields, which is going again closer to white ball cricket anyway, so actually it marries up pretty well that it, there's a lot of logic gone into the selection, mm-hmm. I think concept.
1: players, other newbies in this squad um, and here comes a hackneyed link. So in the, in the new issue of the of uh, Wisdom Creek Monthly we've, we're running the, the top 50 young players in the world and high up in that list is your boy Sam Curran who's uh, made his debut of course, test debut a couple of months ago and he's back in this squad, squad of 13 um, he's still developing physically as well as, as, as understanding his game what does he bring to uh, to the to this England side potentially, and what does he bring? Of course, to Surrey as
2: well. Um, certainly, the left arm variation, um, modern world is is seen as very potent. Uh, he definitely swings the ball. We've all seen that. Um, does short- he swing the kind of the older ball as well,
1: or is it that he needs that lacquer initially?
2: He's certainly very good with the lacquer because he's skidding yeah. So the lacquer skips off the surface, so he does hit people on the pad or hit the stumps, or, or do them on the outside. Um, he's a work in progress of course he is he's a young man we forget he's what 18, 19 19 I think he is um, he's batting uh, he gives some real good quality batting down the order so you lengthen your batting lineup with him uh, and he's obviously good in the field but um, I, I think it was said when a few of the youngsters were picked and, and I know it was said that Sam doesn't ball quick enough on the commentary and he kind of like hang on a minute the bloke's 18, 19. He's going to bowl quicker than what he does now, just by nature of the base that we're all in the gym more. Yeah. So physically, he's going to get stronger. Yeah. Do we like what we see technically? 100%. Right. So for me, the other stuff will come. We saw it with walks. You know, he, he got that extra whatever it was, whether it would be pacing kilometres an hour or strength of ball, so it's hitting the bat harder. All these things will come with time. Sam is not somebody to be looking at a finished article now. He's somebody that get into that England group keep him around for a while we saw it with James Anderson, James Anderson back yeah, in the day yeah, and yeah. He the when he well. was a kid they kept with because they see a great time Sam is definitely there it was quite um, quite telling actually Ed Smith when going through he
3: was lost in all the was nonsense but when he was talking about Sam Curran probably spoke the longest of any player there even though it wasn't his debut even though it wasn't his first test squad and he said he can't remember watching a game that Sam Curran played and that he didn't influence yeah. now to say yeah. that about a kid is pretty big
1: yeah um, I've rarely if ever seen him interviewed um, sorry keep him understandably under wraps You because know, yep. you don't want too much exposure to a young and so on so, so what's, what's he like around the dressing room
2: Sam's relatively he's not sort of the life and soul he's not the guy that's going to be chopping somebody's socks and all that sort of thing but he's got that little cheeky glint. Yeah. Like I'm the old fella, so he'll just have a little jab at me in the morning. A sort of football, I just run round yet Then it's like, all right, partner, all right. So <laughs> to see where we're at there. He's got that little cheeky side to him, and I think it comes across in his cricket. Yeah. You know, he, he might go impudence. Yeah, you could you yeah. could imagine him going in on a hat trick and it, it, hitting the ball into out over edge cover for six, and then just standing <laughs> there going, "What's all the fuss about?" Mm-hmm. He's that sort of not a lot ruffles him. Um, he's got a great family, great family background. Yeah. Um, and, and they're very tight as a family, which is a really good place to start off when you know, there's going to be some scrutiny kicking around.
1: Oh, OK, the other one, um, the other newbie is Jamie Porter. So taking Div 1 cricket for the last two or three years, is he the best of the, the medium-fast seamers that you've seen?
2: He's certainly the one that challenges on a daily basis more. And by challenge, I mean um, he's, he's zoning in at the top of off-stump with a little bit in and a little bit out. Um, He's he's more sort of an English type seamer, shall we say, than a than an Australian six foot five Mm. aggressive fast bowler. He's he's more um, the intricacies of I'm gonna you know you make a mistake I've got you because I'm all over you. He's at you the whole time, Um, and I actually think we we touched on earlier. I think it's a, a very good thing from Ed Smith to go for him. Uh, with him getting the 75 wickets last year and then winning the championship that's Essex uh, I think it's there's some real continuity there which for all these people that are jumping from the rooftops about oh County has being forgotten or there's just a, a random policy well no there isn't there's, yeah. a bit, there's some common sense going into everything and, and good luck to the lad because he deserves an opportunity he really does Yeah.
3: we forget as well there is another team in all this just a small matter of India um, <laughs> there's one standout the man who wants to Made good after first falling on the wayside of it last year, Virat Kohli.
1: It's great great the way that certain kind of traditional English fans go, ah, oh, well, he's, he can't be crazy. He's rubbish, isn't he? It's terrible. So you couldn't lay a bat on it <laughs> for a years ago. Well, he did, yeah, I mean, he averaged 13 across five test matches. I think over a five test series, that's the lowest average of any individual batsman um, in the top four uh, throughout test history. So it's an incredible kind of stat. He's surely going to score thousands and thousands and millions and millions of runs this year and be unplayable, right, Gareth?
2: He's certainly a very, very, very fine player. Um, you probably saw too much of him
3: <laughs> on that tour of India. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, in, in What's his... his weakness? In his own backyard, is quite magnificent, isn't he? Um, I, I would suggest, and, and Brody and, and Jimmy have alluded to it, his weakness may be when there's a bit more movement in the air um, that a red jukes ball gives you in England. Um, and you sort of looking because he gets across his stumps and he's so good through the leg side. He's, it's that it's not a corridor that that's sort of spoken about around just outside off stump. I think you you need to be almost fourth off stump, at him right. and bringing him forward because you're getting his hands away from his body. Sometimes and straighten his knee out. But wow, we're saying you're going to have to do that all day, every day. Nobody balls a bad ball, and you're a chance. He's a wonderful player, but there is a there is a glimmer of hope because I think with a, a moving Duke's ball doesn't matter who you are; it can't have you name.
0: He also loves a chat. And that's uh, one of the takeout mm-hmm. points from the 2017 Australian series over there. Is that he wanted to get involved in the in in the back and forth on the and off the field as well. I mean, some of the things he said at press conferences defied belief. He he'll say anything. He's uh, he's shameless, which is in a way good for theatre. It'll be a fun series if he gets up and about. But I do wonder the interplay between um, Jay Anderson and V Coley, and how they go at each other. Um, on the field, but also uh, how they spar off the field with their media comments, because they both will probably identify in each other. Um, that being the, the, the key the, concept. The right? Yeah, they're the <laughs> alphas, and also like given the fact that Coley didn't perform as well here against the moving balls as he did as he would have liked in 2014, and, and Anderson being um, the top trump still uh, as to whether mm-hmm. um, that, that. I think I'm, I'm most looking forward to that. I would love it
2: if Anderson and Broad tag teamed him, <laughs> both went that him, because mm. I think then it's a more powerful. If it's yep. just one on one, poor when you're talking about one of the best players yeah, in the yeah. world at present if not when he finishes playing ever beaten you probably need to be a bit of backup I yeah. reckon because you know it, it's, a good, it's a good thing just to have another big fella on your shoulder just saying come on pal you're getting it both ends in
0: but, but the fact that it's five tests in six weeks Anderson Broad, you know do, do they play ten tests between them or do they have to rotate through? Do we need to see you know that that that's to me, that's if anything, scheduling's not helping England's comparative advantage either to aging fast bowlers.
3: Stuart Broad, um, yesterday did some did some press and the quotes will come out over the weekend, but essentially it was put to him, Do you reckon you can play five tests in six weeks? And I think Stuart Broad two or three years ago would have been like, well, of course. And there was just a hint of We've got, we've got to see how it goes Because oh, yeah. if there's a day When for example They might, they might have a day Of grazing But it might, the workload Might primarily be On the spinners yeah. In which case you know, Why couldn't he play Two tests Or you know, yeah. through And he just gave That little caveat there And um, Stuart Broad is, is not someone who you know, well, He's always been Someone who deals In absolutes And yeah. he has that way about him. there was a little bit Of you know what we will have to Wait and see Especially in this weather As well So I think that would yeah. be Quite interesting To see what the depth Is really like
2: I think the, you've the hit been. the nail on the head The weather I think a few of the big lads who who use English conditions very, very well will be looking around going, hang on a minute, it's not been under 35 degrees for about six weeks now. The pitches, even if they start green and and damp, are going to dry out very quickly. Every groundsman out there, please listen, it's because of the ring drains, but they seem to just discard that. Players know 100% the pitches are getting drier than they ever have done, and it's because of the ring drains. Yes, it's to get more cricket played, but it could affect... Our chances of keeping it sort of swingy and can you elaborate on that a little
0: bit? Can you elaborate on the on, on that range?
2: So, so if you look at most of the grounds, particularly when it gets parched and dry, you'll see around the square, so the block um, of the of the pitches, you'll see a uh, sort of lines in the outfield, and it's. It's a system that was put in at all the test grounds and, and some of the counter grounds because we were losing a lot of play to rain uh, with standing water. So they call it a ring drain, and it basically, after about an hour, just all the water disperses from the outfield. Um, but we definitely noticed as players it takes more moisture out of the surfaces. So right. almost all. The, so it used to be you go to Headingley, it was a green seamer nibbling around, not anymore, you'd go to Old Trafford, that's about the only one that stays pretty normal, it does spin there and it's got a little bit of pace and bounce, although so it's lost some pace. The oval used to have tennis ball bounce and spin, quite often it just gets a little bit low and dull and slow, unless you leave some grass on it. Um, so all the, all the grounds that had their own little things are merging into one, yeah. like, like we, we're, we're seeing in other parts of the world.
1: Um, so, something else on this general theme, you, you said, unless there's a bit of green left on, on the oval track, We've got five test, test matches coming up here. Is it possible for groundsmen to still get that necessary so called English advantage into these tracks?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is, but it, it's. It's over a period of five days that it could be very English conditions day one, two. If yeah. the sun's out and They'd absolutely banging away, yeah. by day three and four, no, you're going you're to get a dry surface whether you like it or not. It's nigh on impossible to keep that sort of dankness in mm-hmm. and around the, the grass and the square that's always traditionally just nibbled around a bit and and, and helped a, a typical English scene. With
3: regards to Subroad, not necessarily sure if he can, he's going to play all five, if... If, they, if the selectors have to go a little bit deeper, you know, into the tops of county cricket,
2: what would they find with the to place bowler? They'll be looking at walks to come back from injury, obviously. Um, Wood as well, interruption going forward. Yeah. Wood, um, Wood's maybe not quite um, evolved as they would have liked. It's difficult for the shorter guys who bowl pace in England. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goff is about the only one that we've seen for a, an extended period that has consistently cleaned up, but he was so different and, and it was late swing with Goff. Yeah, it? and Goffy, yeah, it, did, it wouldn't have mattered if it got dry for Goffy. He actually comes into his own, so he was very much like waka and Wazzy yeah. in that respect. That if he didn't get him with a new ball, he'd get you. At not not giving
1: the credit he deserves, Goff. I don't Goff, think in, no in the story of English cricket, really.
2: magic ball, magic. Yeah. Um, is there so anyone like that? No, <laughs> not particularly that I've seen. Um, We've got some very good. uh, Our fellow young Tom Curran as well, more traditional English type seamer. There's a young fella down at Somerset. uh, uh, No, no, I get the names wrong. Jamie, Jamie got who was close, I think, wasn't he? He was close to the squad. Jamie and Craig, one sort of ninety, Somerset or Jamie Overton, yeah, and one sort of eighty-five. Yeah, Um, the taller, ninety miles an hour is totally different. Got some real pace about him, but he's coming back from injury, so.
1: Because you can, you can hear what the naysayers will be saying if, if we go into the first or second test with, with Sam and Jamie Porter, mm. um, involved in that new ball, you can hear what they're going to say straight away, you know? and well, when we get to Australia, they're going to laugh at us, mm. you can hear it straight away, mm. we get to South Africa and they've got Morkel and Rabada and so on and so on, you can hear the carping already beginning without the media having kind of bowled a ball in anger for England.
2: But we're in England. So those people saying those things are are mad because we're in England. It doesn't matter about Australia or South (laughs) Africa for five test matches. Yes, I understand further down the line we have to have different types of bowlers in our armoury. Tall bowlers and and fast bowlers. Yeah, we have them. We just didn't pick them in Australia. Plunkett should have been in Australia. Madness not to select. Talking of which? Not to select.
1: Yeah, talking of which, he's been signed, hasn't he? Yes, that is, that is official, we can... No, no, answer. it's official, it's yeah. official. No, no, no. <laughs> And just, just on the Surrey story, you lot are running away with it, right? Yeah, no, we
2: 30 points as we sit. Um, and we've done it playing very good cricket. Um, certainly knots this week. Um, they tried to get a greenish sort of surface and small boundaries, supposedly to negate uh, the Morkel threat so they could take on bouncers and chip them over the top and all this sort of a thing. Um, and they just with all due respect didn't look like um, ever getting enough runs for that ever to come into it Yeah. Um, and Rory Burns captain is playing quite magnificently well he's playing as well as I've ever seen anybody playing uh, in domestic cricket he, as good as that his oh, stats he's would suggest so he, he's, he's in a real rich vein of form of course he is but he's he's sort of going through the gears and, and allowing some of our other players further down the order the ability to play in the manner that they want to do because he can He can see off a real difficult period, or if somebody isn't bowling so well, he can keep the the scoreboard ticking like anybody. So uh, there ain't many players who can go through the gears. They generally play one way and that's about it. Uh, But he's certainly... um, Do do you think this slightly idiosyncratic technique that he has
1: has potentially held him back from being fully recognised by top brass at England?
2: I I would suggest so. And also we signed uh, Mark Yeah, There's no way England are gonna pick two Surrey openers you know yeah. whether Cook's playing well or not. I'm not saying yeah, 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 for yeah. a second not to pick Cook, um, <laughs> and and and, and Stormont was sort of ahead of him, so he was never going to play because you, you can't go two from the no, side. Sure. it just doesn't work like that. So being held back. But but, but the the carousel will come round, right? You would hope so. You would hope so. You would be very disappointed if there wasn't something in the winter. I'm not mm-hmm. saying what. And then it's down to him to show, look, you know, it's whether it be the first stepping stone or whether it be the big stepping stone, it's down to him to show he can do it. Just at the risk of turning
1: this into a kind of a Surrey love-in, I know we are at the Oval here, <laughs> um, but going back to the top 50 that we're running in the magazine currently, we had to leave certain Surrey players out. Um, it's because, right. I'm because, not I'm Because not we, we, we were running the risk of, of putting five, five or so in there, you know, and, and when you look at the, the, the landscape of, of English cricket and the young kids coming through... Yep. You obviously, you've got the two currents as we've mentioned. We've got Ollie Pope, who's far and away top of the averages. Yep. We had to leave out Will Jacks in the end. He didn't quite make the cut, but you know he's already made hundreds in 50-over cricket here, and he's hugely regarded. You spoke to me about him a few, few yep. months ago. Um, it seems like... I'm not even going to direct this at you. I'm going to direct it at Vish and, and Colo. It seems like Surrey are just absolutely nailing it at the minute on a different kind of level to other counties. And that yep. combination as well, you know, of, of young players... And money, and structure, and bums on seats.
3: You don't hear much of the uh, the typical Surrey job, don't you, do you, No. It just doesn't happen. I mean, there was a bit of it a morkel sign, but I think the most impressive thing is that they've managed to create an environment where young players have come in and played their normal game. Yeah. Uh, and I think it struck me more with Amal Verde yeah. you know, coming in. Another one, yeah. Yeah. He's 20 years old. Yeah, and yeah. But bowling off yeah, you know, Gareth, you know, it's, it's been your trade for however many years, and I feel like every day, you, we've had this chat before, but... Every day is a new day as a as a spinner, and he's a kid who's just seems to be loving it. Got the great flight, and obviously just turns the ball and
2: mile as well. Yeah, I mean, he's gone really well. It helps that you've got four seamers all taking wickets, so you're bowling at good times. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the test for him is going to be when it gets difficult, and you get on a flat one, and, and guys, uh, I suppose it's a test for any spinner. Start thinking, all right, well the big fellas are shot at. I'm, I'm going to take a spinner yeah. down, and that's where the challenges are going to come let's hope it doesn't come for a while because um, the club and the team in general are moving forward in great strides and we don't want to be stunting his um, growth and, 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 and development um, but at some point there will be that sort of speed bump that all spinners get doesn't matter whether you end up being a great or, or however you end up there are speed bumps and that's just fact for spinners and um, you just hope that that doesn't happen this year it's mm. further down the line let's get over the line in the championship He'll have another winter of doing whatever he's doing, which is more growth in his development, and hopefully, um, we're looking at somebody who can make a difference um, as and when Mo and Rash are not playing for England.
3: You um, you see as well with the the sorry squad that you seem to have a few people in each age group. Does that help for a younger player coming through, seeing I suppose
2: quite a natural ladder of progression there? Uh, It's certainly something for a few years we've tried to speak about that. You try not to block a youngster's path, but you also need some senior players around or else you may as well just be playing under 19 cricket so it's good to have some older heads but you you don't want to block that avenue because you need your kids seeing oh well if I'm progressing and moving nicely there's a natural way in Um, I I, I think as much as anything we're just very lucky at the minute that we've got a good crop all coming in within two or three years which probably going back to the late 90s and early 2000s all happened at the same time as well with the Holocs and the Butchers and you still had a big no going and they, they made the signing of the Salisbury which signing of a Morco is our equivalent sort of scenario um, uh, you, you're icing on the cake Salisbury be uh, all over that by the way he's <laughs> <laughs> <is, is laughs> a mate anyway, I'm just pumping his Um but yeah I mean, we have been accused in the past of just signing because uh, for signing sick I, yeah. I, there's a lot more thought going into it now and Stu is very clever at how he's amassing a squad and amassing um, uh, sort of from a a first 11 playing group but filtering it down most people just look at this and, and that's that's that but you might get 3 or 4 retire quickly and, and then you've got nothing there because um, the stability's gone within the group it's all about trying to just move people up the ranks so that a Rory Burns this year turns into a senior player and mm. maybe it was sort of mid-level last year and, and then you're looking for the younger lads just to go about the business, go out there and enjoy yourself because these lads will take care of, yeah. of the shop floor and then hopefully they get into mid range, and it's just a constant cycle. And I, Ferguson did it brilliantly, at Manu, I thought. And the the difficult and the harsh reality, of it is, that your senior players get to a point, and you've got to just you do it with respect, but you go, "Come on, pal, on your bike." And that's a natural thing for professional sport. I think we're very good at that at the minute. You mentioned
3: um, Morning Morkel cool there. What's the big man like? You know, we all we know all the numbers. What's what's a bloke like
2: behind the scenes? He's pretty quiet. Um, he's very focused on his on his cricket uh, he bowls more than you would expect um, gets the mitt in the morning and, and he's very uh, he's still wanting to improve he's still working on things um, and then again in the changing room he's got that little glint in his eyes uh, you can see that he's been around international cricket a long time and being away from home a long time you get very bored don't you You're just sat in hotel rooms so he's got that little glint that he's kind of like, oh I'll take the mick out of somebody here or, but um, no very respectful very, um, very on it still with his cricket uh, for somebody that's achieved an awful lot in the game still very much wanting to get better which it, was of,
1: it was always one of those bowlers that I would watch and there's only a handful where you think I just don't understand how you play it don't understand how you yeah. can ever score a run off that kind of character when he's bowling sharp back of a length from six and a half feet or whatever he is on one side of the wicket as well on a pitch and he always used to bowl well here whenever mm. South Africa turned up here he was brilliant here last time they were here and Cook got an 80 on on day one mm. but more called a four for zip and yeah. Um, uh, he was one of the handful where I always used to watch, open mouth, thinking, "Why well, I just don't understand cricket? Don't get, don't grasp it at all. How you can play against something like that uh, and actually carve out some runs? But they do. This is why I'm sit- sat here in high
0: black jeans and Batty sat there. That's why we're all life. sat. Here. It's why we're all sat. Here. <laughs> uh, I've got Tommy's kit on. <laughs> at, at the end of his international career, watching Ball death in South Africa this year. Um, I was worried he wouldn't even um, be able to... Uh, that was a quiet tour, the, right? Yeah, it's a quiet one. We yeah. went there for a couple of months and a lot let it down. <laughs> um, but he did go on and bowl in that final test match in Johannesburg in the final innings, having already torn his side. And he bowled with a bunch of injections and bowled on the final day, which no one expected. I was a bit worried for him. I thought it might have been you know, one of those sort of injuries. When you do a side as a fast bowler, it can be months out of the game. But he seems to have... Um, got straight back into it here after a month or so on the sidelines is that, is that hampering him at the moment or is he back to full fitness
2: no he's good as gold I, I think the initial diagnosis was possibly a little bit off kilter yeah. uh, I think it was a bit more sort of rib and, and a detachment there oh, um, right. okay. which um, touch wood is working absolutely fine at the minute and the big fellas has uh, been quite exceptional um, it's not just it's a bit like Kuma it's not just about the, the runs mm. or the wickets that these guys get we've been so blessed with guys that are actually wonderful human beings and helping yeah. the youngsters which again is probably why some of our youngsters are accelerating um, because there's a freedom for them because the older guys will pull up a bit of slack if it doesn't go so well it's not your fault little fella you you just go out and enjoy yourself and it's, it's a
0: really good place to be and of course his young boy will play for Australia one day because he married an Australian so we're looking Absolutely. forward to watching yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll to that down the track <laughs> he's, he's already
2: four foot tall Yeah, <laughs> so he's only two years old <laughs>
3: be a good segue to uh, jump into the magazine uh, issue 10 of Wisdom Cricket Monthly out Thursday the 2nd out of Thursday yeah Thursday next week we yep. mentioned the big man before Vera Coley but he um, spoke about his favourite innings in an exclusive interview wide ranging exclusive interview with well, Joe Harmon yeah
1: Adam mentioned earlier that Colin uh, that Coley likes to chat Collins likes to chat <laughs> uh, well Coley likes to chat to us a proper coup this one it's only been two years in the making but Joe Harmon um, the ineffable Joe Harmon Sat down at a London hotel with him, and and Coley delivered for an hour or so, chapter and verse on his career, what, why he fell into the game in the first place. He he, he, he kind of looked at the landscape of the modern game. Um, spoke. I've read the transcripts and listened to it as well. It's just a phenomenal piece of work, it really. Is um, it's impossible not to love the bloke. It really is. You know, the, the, the character that maybe is slightly marmite-like on the pitch, with that kind of over-intensity at times. Well, he, he charms the birds from the trees in this interview. Now, this doesn't feature in this particular magazine. This features in four weeks' time when the next magazine comes out. I think he might make the front cover. We haven't decided. <laughs> I think he might make the front cover. Uh, but this, in this one, we, we dropped a little bit from the interview into it, and he describes his favourite innings of all time. And it was, in fact, two innings. Sachin's double hundreds, two hundreds, uh, the Desert Storm innings, so-called. Um, where he single handedly won, uh, won India a yeah. uh, one day cup against the Aussies. Remember it well? 140 odd, 130 odd. Um, and Vera at the time was a, a, a smallish, podgy ish kid uh, from Delhi and was into his cricket, but not massively into his cricket. Played a bit at school, but wasn't really obsessed at all. And he sat down by chance and he watched these two innings on the telly, and after that, he was transfixed with the game, and transfixed with that man, of course. From then on, whenever Tendorka played, um, Cody would tootle off down the shops, pick up his, cho- this is quotes, chocolate and crisps, and then head back and watch Tendorka back. Now, Tendorka used to bat for days on end. So, <laughs> but he said, he said that he'd have to go and replenish. He'd have to go and go and get new stocks, because he'd just be out of, his, out of his chocolates and his crisps. Uh, so that was the genesis of this, this phenomenon that we now see. Um, and of course there is that sense of a lineage with the two of them. That famous great quote, he's been carrying us on his shoulders, mm-hmm. so it's about time that we you know that we took him on, you know, as he's walking off after that World Cup win in twenty eleven. So there's a bit of Cody in this one, but there's a lot of Cody in the next one. There's a lot of other good stuff in this issue, but you know, you don't want me to, to bleat on too much about it. The fifty best players, Simon Wilde, England's greatest, most influential figures. Approaching the thousandth test match, of course, coming up. England's thousandth test match to take place this summer. So Simon's done a beautiful piece. Jonathan Liu, who's had a, who's had a good year, in the, um you know, Fresh from a Russian World Cup in football to imagining what a cricket World Cup win would be like over here. Um, slightly tongue-in-cheek but brilliant piece of writing as ever. And, you know, all the fun of the fair.
3: An Ian Bell interview as well. Yeah, sort of. just, with, uh, with
1: the tagline the,
3: five centuries since June." That was my. Say, that was my tagline.
1: He yeah. still got it. He still got it, Billy. Do
3: you think you'll ever be appreciated in the way that uh, there's always seems to be he, something? He's in this house, there's, but there's always a little bit of uh, people really kind of have up like, the flightiness of Bell, don't they?
1: Do, do you think that narrative still plays out? You you toured with him, you bowled to him. He's probably taking runs off you and so on and so on. Because he was so... An oh, he's in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there you go. There's your answer, David. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work on the podcast. He reached for his
2: pocket. <laughs> I was trying to keep it uh, just between us. But it didn't quite work.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so there you go. It's, it should be another good out on Thursday. Next magazine.
3: And Felix does radio
1: heads Oh yeah, and Felix. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> Felix wife, bless him. So he interviews Ed O'Brien, um, you know, the guitarist from Radiohead, or the drummer or something or other. I can't even really remember, uh, but rather than just sort of phoning him up or going over to a London hotel, no, he flies to Madison Square Garden on Radiohead's like private jet like it. with the families and then interviews him uh, after one of the gigs. Uh, at Madison Square Garden. Nice. Um, that's what you get for your 750 words on the back page of Wisdom Cricket Monthly you Wait
0: till, the, till you see the expense bill to be further. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, not. <laughs> let's not. Read that before you read my bit then, obviously. <laughs> Although I will say about my bit, forget about what I write, more about Matt Renshaw. I've got yep. a bit of a theory about young cricketers and why they make it young. and It's you know it's hardly revelatory, but the, the, the preparatory work. Ian Renshaw, Matt Renshaw's dad, is got a a long history in the game and also in academia and he built Matt Renshaw to play test cricket and I asked him about the sort of things that he did at a young age. There's a reason why Matt bats the way that he does and he explains it really nicely. It was these very intricate drills his dad had him doing from a very young age and I guess we've already seen uh, a small sample in England from mm. his county championships. So sure amazing run runnable yeah. hundreds in, in April. Which defies the, the stereotype that he... Yeah, really he's a bit stodgy. And yeah. the reason he did play the way that he did was because when he came into the side that's what was demanded of him. Australia had been rock and rolled in consecutive test matches and they wanted to have someone show value in their wicket and that's precisely what he did so... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Renshaw, much like Chris Rogers, plays 20 years of county cricket. He absolutely loved it. He
1: is number eight, incidentally, in our
0: list. He's eight, our I told him he was 15. I better, I better say no. I better, I better. <laughs> Josh, Sorry Josh, about Archer
1: is number 15, but to find out the top five is, et etc. et cetera, via the magazine.
2: <laughs>
3: That's a cool thing to the end. Uh, Gareth, you've got a T20 game to prepare for. Thank you very much for your time. What are you doing now, then, between um, the... Six thirty. So
2: three hours now you've got. Yeah, I've got. Uh, we've got this thing called leg pumps, which um, I'll go out and have a ball for twenty minutes. I'll stick those on, have a bit of food, and then uh, I'll probably go and abuse some young kids in the changing <laughs> room, so to speak. <laughs> Obviously not that way. Just take the mick out of them. Um, What's the leg pumps? Of, uh, leg pumps. Yeah, it's like a, it's like getting a massage basically. Right. Uh, but well, um, you sit in them? I basically sit in them and all the lads come in and I just take the mick out of them as I walk through Is that door. because of
0: your age you have to wear these leg pumps? Or no, the, no, no. It's, just just like, it's just a way
2: of just getting your body ready. All the big lads use it, so it's not just the old man sat in the corner. <laughs> I'm um, going to get you some leg <laughs> pumps. But, um, yeah, we play a bit of football then and, and then we get into the business of trying to win a game of cricket. Which, how, many,
3: how much tactics goes on at this point? Presumably, is everything done? last night,
2: yesterday, or...? Uh, we get um, videos and, and information sent through. Um, it's down to you whether you whether you go for that or whether you don't. Um, you, you dip in and dip out. I've played against Somerset a few times, so I basically <coughs> look to see who reverse sweeps, who sweeps, who's more looking to come down the wicket. Just basic knowledge, so you've got a bit of a, an understanding what, what your best skill you're going to put against their best skill. Times of the game you might bowl, uh, which generally in the middle for me, so who you might be bowling at, if it's a normal sort of game, um, and, and you sort of go about it like that, but I think uh, we're more relaxed than intense. Yeah. Um, you still love it, do you? With the being there. Oh, yeah. You still absolutely love it. Mate, I'm 94 years old, I'm still <laughs> running out there with all these young kids. Nah, nah, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing it. You got to um, sign a new deal? Uh, that'll be down to uh, that'll be down to the gaffer. But you'll going,
3: you'll going for a few more years?
2: Um, I think so, I think so. Um, Whilst there's still value, and that would be the big question. Look, if I can add value, of course I'll keep playing. Hundred percent, I love it. Um, if I can't add value, then uh, then obviously I won't get deal anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to sort of, I don't want to hang on and, and be there, be there when you shouldn't be. Well, there's not much chance of that.
1: You've been great today, yeah. Gareth. Yeah. Thanks ever so much as ever. Later, man Adam,
3: Phil. Yeah, 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 brilliant. As ever. Uh, okay. Thank you for joining us. Right, up to the magazine, please. As well, remember second of August from this new magazine yep. issue ten into double figures as well.
1: And then first couple of days in September, Virat Cody will drop on your uh, doorstep, provided you subscribe to the upcoming issue. Have I reckon
2: we moves. must have at least four subscribers in the change room, because we've always got four on the top. Really? are always reading it on a daily basis. Why is it important oh, to... there's <laughs> your scoops. Why is
0: it important to subscribe, to? I asked you this question yesterday. You answered it beautifully.
1: Did I? I thought it was a bit wishy-washy. No, I liked it.
0: I'd do it again. Well, you try, you try. Kids, you've got to be part of something. That'll do. You've got to be part of something in this okay. sport. Look, We're all part of this game. It's not always. have got to keep fighting a good fight. It's not always the easiest game to to be part of, and and, and, and this magazine's a great way of doing it. So you know, absolutely. It's about, a, about about a cup of coffee a month to be a member exactly. of the club. The exactly. most the most uh, the most important not you? I'm glad to son.
3: Podcast Network.